Milwaukee Bucks, no Middleton. Phoenix Suns, no KD, but it's a potential finals preview. What did we learn about these two teams on Tuesday night? Plus, are any of the top four seeds in the West going to make the NBA Finals? We play real or fake. And later on, when you give up a 52 to 10 run in a game, we got to ask, what the hell is up with the New Orleans Pelicans? It's all right now on the Locked On NBA podcast. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Start, I started dancing and my background just, just crapped out on me. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> the dancing was not good, huh? It's okay, there back. it goes. Okay, I stopped dancing and it went back. I guess the lesson here is the off-camera dancing upsets my camera. That's okay. Well, hey, welcome to the Wednesday show. If you're watching on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, then you should be. Uh, on Wednesdays, we're your regular Lockdown NBA host. I'm John Corrales. I host the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. I'm going to have a lot to say in the third segment of today's show. Whew, boy, oh. your your Pelicans were supposed to, and I know they've had injuries and all of that stuff in Zion. It's like another lost season, but come on, come on. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. So we'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, in the second segment, we'll talk about the West and hey. Denver at the top of the West lost fourth straight game. Phoenix fourth in trying to make a run. No KD for for foreseeable future. They lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. Are any of the top four teams in the West actually going to make the NBA Finals? We play our game of real or fake, and we'll start with the Bucks and the Suns first. I do have to tell you that this show is available on every podcasting app that exists. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. This show is brought to you by. The ultimate basketball GM game. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise, then this is the game for you. Download the game at ultimatebasketballgm.com. Look for it on the app stores. You get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. Make sure it's all caps when you play the game. So the Milwaukee Bucks going to Phoenix win again. Uh, as a Boston guy, that is problematic for the Boston Celtics and really is solidifying the Milwaukee Bucks now as a top seed. They are the first team, Jake, to clinch an official playoff spot with this win. Uh, they're 50th of the season. They are 50 and 19. So first of all, hey, congratulations, Milwaukee Bucks. Nice, nice job. Uh, the the Bucks are, uh, they've been on a heater. They've won eight of their last 10. They've won two in a row after... Yeah, I can't. I've lost count of how many of their games they've won. They've basically won everything in March, and they're, they're good. They're separating to, themselves. Yeah, they are. I need to continue my Bucks apology Ooh, tour from last they, week. Double <laughs> serving of a, crow. Yeah, pretty much. And wow. I mean, there's nothing else you can say. Like, you know, you, when you and I were planning out the show, it's like let's look at this game. Then I, I hadn't realized Kevin Durant wasn't going to play, and so it kind of like took me out of this one a little bit. And as I started watching it. You forget that the Phoenix Suns are still really good even yeah. before they added Kevin Durant to it. And then that's a really talented team with Devin Booker, who's kind of quiet in the first half, coming out and being like, no, 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 I'm going to try and see what I can do here to lead them. And 
they, they withstood it. Like the, the Suns took the lead. And then at the end of this one, they still basically won by double digits. And you're like, oh, that Bucks team, who's doing it without Middleton, right? Who's a hero the yeah. other night for him too. You know, this team is just good. Like they're, yeah. in my opinion, the clear number one seed right now in the NBA and should be the title favorite. You know, they're in a hostile environment on the road. Yeah, I know Kevin Durant, but again, that Suns team is good. And they're like, no, no problem. Yeah, they they came in, uh, and and look, Giannis Giannis has that inevitability about him, and he only shot fourteen of twenty four from the line. But oh my god, twenty four free throws! And every yeah. time I looked up, it was just Giannis driving, Giannis getting fouled, Giannis driving, Giannis getting fouled. And okay, he's supposed to hit more than fifty eight percent of his free throws, but when you shoot him at that volume, you make fourteen. That's that's enough. But you're also getting your team into the bonus, and you're yeah. helping your team. You're helping your teammates score. So Giannis not only has eight assists, but you know I didn't even look to see how many bonus free throws after his all of his free th- uh, fouls that he's drawn puts the, the, his, the, his teammates on. It just puts a lot of pressure on the other team. That's the big part, right? Like they didn't. The other guys didn't take a ton of free throws in this game, but like it forces the Suns and the opponent to defend a certain way, right? You can't kind of get into guys and do what you do. And then on the flip side, right, the Bucks are doing that. They're so good defensively. You have Drew Holiday, who's probably you know one of the best defensive players in the league, and having that kind of pressure at the point of attack, a guy that can guard wings guards bigs and just do it all right like he was he, he shot poorly in this one he wasn't good offensively 414 under 30 percent, and he's still a plus 20 yeah. because of the defense that he brings and what he does and it's just man everything just works so well together it does and and you know for the bucks it's re- honestly so obviously there's Giannis, right and i love doing the um, they have they have their superstar, but there's also this one guy who's their most important player um, outside of the obvious one. And to me, that's Brooke Lopez. Yes. Brooke Lopez ties the entire thing together for them. And the way if the way he's been playing, look, 21 points, 10 rebounds, has a couple of steals, a block, many more shots changed. He is he is the reason they can play the defense that they play, and he is a guy that you you, you tend to. He, he tends to find himself open a lot because you just say, Hey, I'm going to deal. I'm going to deal with it. But he, he also puts pressure on the defense because he's willing to take the threes. You have to react to the threes. And it just adds that element of there's one more, one more thing we have to worry about. And it, it just lets the rest of the team play so comfortably off of him. The addition of Jay Crowder has been helpful. Uh, it, it's, it's going to be tough. I, I, I'm watching the Celtics kind of struggle through this part of March, and I'm watching the Milwaukee Bucks kind of plow through this part of March, and, and the, the Bucks are doing exactly what they should be doing. And, and the rest of the competition, the, the Philly, uh, the Sixers are just too far away, and the Celtics are getting in their own way. And so it's – it's getting to a point now where with we're at 13 games left, a three-game lead. The Celtics and the Bucks play at the end of the month. It's their last game against each other, and it's for the tiebreaker. There's a little bit of wiggle room, just a tiny bit of wiggle room there for the Celtics to make a run. But they they 
They we'll just talk about it in the third. <laughs> they just they just lost to the Rockets. So I can't sit here and say I expect anything when the Bucks go into Phoenix, regardless of who who you know is is out. They still held off a tough Phoenix team with Devin Booker playing well, with Chris Paul, with guys like Campaign giving giving a boost off the bench, and they and they built the lead. They built a big lead. They absorbed the punch, and then they closed yeah. strong. That's that's championship level basketball, man. That's yeah, it's championship level basketball. No, I, I agree with you, right? It's not like they won by a point. They won. They won by twelve in the end. Like they yeah. they they took that best punch. And we're like, nope, didn't knock us down. We're good. I mean, if you're Phoenix, and I know we're running out of time in this this bit here, like. I'm a, I'm fairly encouraged by this one, right? You kind of look at this and you're looking for a silver lining being like, we they took the lead in the fourth quarter. Like they made a run, they did mm-hmm. well and they did it without Kevin Durant and their role players definitely play better when he's out there on the court. At times you're like, oh, they're kind of thin and they need some depth and then you see them with Kevin Durant recently you're like, oh, those guys work well around him because a superstar does that. I'll talk about that in another segment at times. And... Yeah, I don't know. We'll talk more about Phoenix in the next segment too. Yeah, that's we focus a lot on Milwaukee right now because Phoenix is part of this next segment where the top four seeds, Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, and Phoenix, all have a very big reason to not make the finals. Will any of them actually make it to the finals? We're going to play a game of real or fake when we come back. You should be playing a game of ultimate pro basketball GM. So that is a game where you can live out your dream of becoming an NBA GM, managing your basketball franchise, and do everything like hire coaches, hire assistants, trade players, train them, make your draft picks, navigate your franchise through free agency. Uh, what I, I mean, it's all encompassing. You, you have to upgrade your stadium. It's got everything you want to run a team. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free, which we all love free, and playable offline, which I think is the best part of the game, because it doesn't matter if I'm on a plane traveling to a game or somewhere without good Wi-Fi. I just turn this on. It's great. It's addicting. And you can play uh, as you want, when you want. Uh, we've been we've been doing this with the Locked On hosts, and uh, I did not do well, uh, I think, uh we got some back-to-back championships on the on the Bulls side, so congrats to the Bulls for winning something. Hey, you can live out your fantasy on the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Locked On NBA listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when you use the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check that out. Download the game at probasketballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM, start your dynasty today. I want to thank everybody for listening to Lockdown NBA. You're on this feed. You probably saw another podcast there. If you haven't listened to it yet, Lockdown Game to Game. We're talking about broad, big picture stories here. Lockdown Game to Game. You want to get both sides of that Suns-Bucks story. You want to get both sides of what's happening on, on all of these other games. Catch up on the entire league. Lockdown Game to Game is the place to do it. So we're playing a game, Jake Madison, out west. Uh, we have the number one seed, Denver Nuggets, losing again uh, in this one. 
We have uh, the Memphis Grizzlies not playing. They've won three in a row, but obviously with their issues. Brandon Clark out with uh, the ACL tear. John Morant getting you know whatever help he needs, um, and hopefully that that works for him. Sacramento Kings are the Sacramento Kings. They just no one trusts them. They're a great story. Everybody loves them. Everybody's having fun with them, and everybody's at the end going, "Ah, oh, cute." It's cute. Uh, <laughs> and then the Phoenix Suns, who got Kevin Durant and who sprained his ankle in warmups and, you know, has only played a couple of games for them. We don't know. Obviously, plug and play, we don't know what they're going to be. So, Jake, we have those four teams as the top four seeds. Warriors are behind them. The Clippers. Dallas is somewhere in the play-in game. Hell, the Lakers are in the play-in hunt right now. The question, the real or fake question is, real or fake None of the top four seeds, not one of them, will make the NBA Finals. I'm actually going to go fake on this. I think mm-hmm. one of them will. And there's we talked about this on the show last week for my reasoning why on this one. Every team other than one in the Western Conference is terrible on the road. Terrible mm-hmm. on the road. Home court advantage right now is going to be so unbelievably important in the Western Conference playoffs. Denver Nuggets, 16 and 17. Grizzlies, 13 and 21. The Kings, the lone team with a winning record, are 19 and 13. I love that Suns, so much. It's amazing. The Suns, 15 and 20. The Warriors, right, have the weirdest splits we've ever seen. That's and I know so they stupid. just beat the Suns. 7 and 26 on the road. If it goes to a game seven and they're not the home team, do you feel that confident in them? Clippers are 500, right? Minnesota's got a losing record. The Thunder, nope. Dallas, nope. Lakers, nope. No one other than the Kings has a winning record on the road in the West. This is like if you were to go straight chalk in March Madness, right? And just take all like the one seeds. But when you look at that, like home court seems pretty important. Like even Denver, who I don't, love right now in a four game losing streak i don't know man game seven at home versus a team that's not the kings and i'm probably taking denver yeah i I, i'm i'm tempted and the reason i asked the question this way is because the warriors right now are fifth and that's that's where you think Mm -hmm. man maybe they turn things around now there's still something to 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 figure out there with um with Andrew Wiggins out for personal reasons, uh, and and he's he's been away for a while. And if he's not back, then they're I think they're going to be uh, they're going to struggle against the better teams. The Clippers are there, and I don't trust anybody. Dallas I think is is just done. Um, I, I don't trust them. I don't trust Kyrie. Lakers no. None of those teams below uh, are anybody that I think is going to go. It's the Warriors. That, that yeah, that's the question, right? You're, you're taking the Warriors versus any of the top four right now. Like that's that's kind of what it is. It's like Warriors versus the field in a sense. I don't. If you were to take that, you you could sell me on it. Like I'd listen and I'd be like, okay, yeah, you're right. You know, they'll 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 stay fifth or sixth and they'll end up you know yeah. making their run like what they did last year, kind of right. You know, where they weren't unexpected to make it that far, but it's like, oh yeah, it's the Warriors here. This just their road splits though. Like I don't yeah. get it. I was wrong. They beat they beat Phoenix at home, so it wasn't on the road. And just to see that number is like, yeah, they'd be the worst if they win the finals. They're the worst road team to ever win the finals. It's gonna yeah. be the weirdest thing to me. Here's the thing, I, I Phoenix can certainly do it. I just 
don't know. I just don't know. And and Kevin Durant is absolutely you, you, everybody says the same thing. He's plug and play. He's the easiest guy to integrate. But I still think that in the playoffs, there's there's defensive schemes. There there are certain things you need to get a, a grasp on, and one or two little slips when you're still not familiar with everybody that might that might be enough to cost the game and if you cost one game you could cost the series i don't i'm not sure exactly how that's going to play out but I, i'm still kind of not sold not entirely sold on the suns sacramento i <laughs> i want them to do it i like if i'm rooting for a team that's not the pelicans it's probably going to be them because it's going to be the most amazing story ever but they're well, the Kings and like, until they do it, we're not going to trust them. Right. Of course not. Of course not. Like this, they're supposed to, they're going to make the, they're going to make the playoffs. It's pretty safe. They're going to make the playoffs. They're not, they're oh, not yeah. going to, you know, they're not going to collapse to a point. I don't think I'm not jinxing you. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to jinx you at all, but Matt, I think Matt George is about to come show up at your house I tomorrow. Uh, I think it's they're, I think they're going to be fine, but can can they can they make a deep run? I don't. I just don't think so. It's possible. I was listening to like Zach Lowe, and and he's kind of laying on. Oh, there's, there's a play. No, there's like a, they're a, pretty good, man. Like I've good. watched them a bunch. Best offense in the league. They've they've got it, but you know they're, they're the Kings, and they've got no experience, and and they're still young. And hey, can they win the first round series? Sure, they can win the first round series. Can can they get to the conference finals? There's an absolute plausible path for them to get to the finals. I mean, conference finals. I, I, I just don't believe in it. I don't believe in Memphis. I don't think, I think their road, just assuming that Ja comes back, let's assume that he's back and fine. I don't trust them. Uh, their half court offense is terrible and they're not good on the road. So I'm my, my decision is it's Denver and it's golden state. And which one of those two teams is, is, is more trustworthy. And I want so badly to say Denver. I want it to be Denver. But if it gets to a conference finals and it's Denver and Golden State, I still trust Golden State. No, I don't think you're wrong. You know, that it's it's going to lead to interesting discourse at the end of the season if Denver kind of flames out of the postseason, even before that, right? You know, if Jokic wins his third straight MVP and they don't make a finals, oh, boy, is that oh going to be an God. awful conversation. Oh it's not necessarily incorrect to have some of that, right? But this is like, you know, we've always, it's going to, like, this might define Jokic's legacy in a sense outside of the MVPs whatever they do this postseason, because this is the one where we're going to look at and be like, he's got everyone healthy. Everyone's healthy on that team. He hasn't had kind of some of that complement of guys fully past couple of years. And now he's going to have them. So, Oh man, for, for Jokic's sake, I hope he, they, they win in advance. He's got to make the finals on that. It feels like. Yeah. I, first Michael Malone after this game was awesome. Awesome. Post game. He, he kind of lit into the guys he said they were we're in chill mode. He's like, we can't be doing, we can't be playing like this now. Uh, I, I honestly, I believe a hundred percent in what he said. The Nuggets are forty six and twenty three. They've got a four game lead over the Grizzlies, who are obviously going through their their issues right now. Um, I think I I wouldn't be surprised if Jokic is like, you know what? Screw the MVP. I don't want it. 
I don't even want it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want give it to Joel because he. I've got a couple anyway. I don't care. I don't want to get the the whatever bull that goes along with the three. I don't want it. Joel can have it. I'm taking the next six games off, playing through whatever I'm playing through, uh, and just kind of like going through the motions and and whatever. They I think they feel safe at, as the top seed. I think they feel. Like yeah. I think Jokic just doesn't give a damn, and he knows that he has to get to the finals. I think he's just saying, I am getting myself right. I'm making sure I'm 100%. I'm making sure that we are healthy. That's all I give a damn about right now. They can turn it on over the last week, and if Memphis does make a run, they can they can get it going again because Jokic is, is the engine that makes that run. So I, I feel like Denver has kind of – Turn down the volume, right? They or or, or let off it's the gas. Fair. I think that's all this is. So, I have. To, I still haven't answered the question, real or fake. Um, I, yeah, I, please I, do that. I think. I think it is. I think it is real. I think. I think the Warriors end up. God, I can't believe I'm saying that, considering their their horrible road record. But I think the Warriors figure it out. And 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 get back to the finals. God, man, it it, it feels weird to say, but <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say real. I think I, I I definitely think Denver is coasting right now. I don't know. I'm just going. I'm. This is completely based on history. I'm I'm like a lawyer going on precedent, and that's it. I'm I'm just leaning on precedent and saying Denver is not not as trustworthy. Golden State is much more trustworthy. Steph Curry is still. You just saw what Steph Curry did against the the Bucks. A couple of days ago, going nuts, like 11 points in whatever, a couple of minutes in the fourth quarter. I just trust that. I just trust that in the, in the clutch, wherever they are. So that's where I am. All right, let's, uh, let's come back and let's discuss your team. You okay with that? Yeah, you are okay. You're going to be okay with it because we're doing it. It's happening. Sorry, it's happening. We'll do that in just a minute. First, let's talk about FanDuel. Uh, FanDuel is the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's America's number one sports book. I know here in Massachusetts, they just legalized uh, sports betting. So we're uh, excited to get uh, FanDuel available here in Massachusetts. A lot of other states are just getting people up to speed here. And if you're a new customer, that's awesome because you get a no sweat first bet of up to a thousand dollars on FanDuel. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, download FanDuel. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. You can bet on everything, whatever you want. Money line, point scores, three pointers, drain, uh, Matt Moore and yesterday's show line put a very good reason. They can let you parlay awards so you can combine your awards choices into a possibility for of a, a pretty good choice, uh, uh, payout there. Uh, you get bigger payouts with the same game parlay on FanDuel. So don't miss your chance for your no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets. When you go to fanduel.com slash locked on, that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We just ask you to please gamble responsibly. We also ask you to. Check out our shows, Locked On Pelicans, Locked On Celtics. You want to know what's going on with the Celtics? Oh, I got plenty of those, plenty of thoughts. Jake Madison just finished recording Locked On Pelicans. But we're going to get our little exclusive here 
Jake, <laughs> the Pelicans were I know I know that you guys have gone through some injuries and stuff, but to be outside of the play-in tournament, when things were going great earlier this year, we did a show at the, at the early part of the season where the Pelicans were the top seed in the West. I remember you crashing my podcast. Oh, that was fun. Oh, yeah, man, I forgot about that. That was somebody awesome. that gave the Pelicans the top seed. And things were going great. Everything was fine. That was a good bit, wasn't it? That it was, was a good bit. bit. That the was a ring lot of and fun. everything in there. That was a great yeah. One. I added yeah. a phone sound effect. It sounded like I my oh, acting yeah. chops. I man, that feels it. like it was said, forever ago. My, my phone. Oh, hello. I did. That's. I mean, that's. We just had the Oscars. Where's that category? Acting on a pod. Best actor on a podcast. No. It'd no. go to you. I'm certainly not going to win for best visual effects the way this thing is going on right now. <laughs> but anyway, Jake, what, what the hell happened? What happened to you guys? There, where, where do we even begin? <laughs> um, there's a lot, right? Like, they just got waxed by the Lakers. Lakers got out to a 14-0 lead, and this team just basically quit, as you mentioned in, in the open, a 52-10 run against a team with Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum out there on the court, right? Like, you can point to injuries, and we should start there. This team was built around Zion Williamson, and Zion Williamson has been dealing with a hamstring injury and other injuries this season and just simply hasn't played enough games. He's played under 30. There's just not a whole lot you can do when the team is built around him and he is that special of a player, but he has played in 29 games this year. That's just going to kill you. That said, you know, they – weathered some injuries throughout the season they you know were first in the west they were third in the west for a while before just going on a skid and since the zion injury the only teams that have been worse than them are the pistons the bobcats and i think the houston rockets in terms of record that's how bad things have gotten part of it is also brandon ingram missed 29 straight games with a toe contusion and when you look at brandon ingram cj mccollum and zion williamson they've only played 10 games together this season yeah. It's just, how, what are you supposed to do, right? And so injuries have been a big part of it. But that said, they should be better than they are. They shouldn't be on the outside looking in. They shouldn't be 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They shouldn't be 33-36 and 36 right now. There's enough talent here to make a run. They did it last year without Zion Williamson, making a run to get into the play-in tournament, winning their two games in the play-in tournament to get into the postseason without Zion. But what happened... And this goes to coaching. And, you know, I think you're seeing some of this too with Joe Missoula over in Boston was the offense was built around Zion Williamson and they've just never adapted to him not being there. You saw them beat the Portland Trailblazers on Sunday night with a ton of ball movement, had 35, 36 assists in that game. And then this one against the Lakers, they were just ripping threes, contested threes, open threes, didn't matter, just no ball movement. You know, one guy gets the ball, gets a little bit of space, takes the shot, and it's just super easy to defend, and they're not a good shooting team because of that. They had 23 assists in this game. Those are, there's a stark difference there. So to not kind of make those type of adjustments has seen the offense just completely fall apart. They miss shots. They turn the ball over. It means they're playing transition defense, which is tougher to do. So it's just gifting easy scoring opportunities to your opponent. It's basically terrible offense turns into terrible defense. And that's been their problem for like two months now. Are they, are they going to get, do you think they can get back on track for next season? Can, can, can the Pelicans get back to 
that team, we talked a little bit about it last week. Mm-hmm. They were because we we went into the whole OKC thing. But this isn't this isn't where the Pelicans were expected to be, obviously. No. But uh the Sacramento Kings are suddenly like, oh, they're pretty good. They figure themselves out. That's kind of where we thought the Pelicans were going to be. Can the Pelicans get themselves into this mix as maybe one of these other teams kind of falls apart? Eventually, the Warriors are going to age out. Eventually, the Clippers are going to age out. Something's going to happen here that that shakes things up. The Lakers are going to eventually, like, all of that. So, so you're talking, like, subsequent seasons from now, not will yeah, they get Zion this, back and I play think, well this year? I mean, I, I, do, for, well, I guess we can we can ask that question, too. Is Zion, sure. is Zion going to come back this year? It's a good question. I, everything I've gotten from talking to the team and talking to people at the game on Tuesday night in the arena – they're hopeful. They're hopeful. They're hopeful they might be able to get three, four games out of him potentially before the end of the regular season. Like, there's been no indication to me, and I'm talking to as many people as I can about this, that they're shutting him down for the year that he won't return. It's a hamstring injury. They're tricky. It, it could have a setback. You know, he was playing three on three, coming back from it, and then it kind of reoccurred. There's not a whole lot you can do, and these are tricky injuries. So, as of now, it's they're hopeful he will play. So to answer your other question, it comes down to this, and this is something that's going to be a big topic of mine in the offseason for Locked On Pelicans is, you know, yeah, they can get to where the Sacramento Kings are. The, the Kings are there, one, because they're good, but also they've been one of the healthiest teams in the West all year. Yeah. Darren Fox has been very healthy. Sabonis, while playing through an injury, is playing. They've been really healthy. That's worth keeping in mind when you look at that team more so than any of those other teams in the Western Conference. If you're going to tell me that Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram are going to play 80% of the Pelicans games next season, this team's a top four seed in the West, no problem. No problem, as they're currently constructed. If it's going to be under 30 games each, under half of the season each, or what one's in and one's out, and then they kind of reverse places, I don't know. And the big question, and this is going to be the question that looms over the team this offseason, can you bank on that? Can you bank on it? Zion has played one relatively healthy season in the NBA out of four. He is an other world talent. I don't think these injuries are truly connected, but can you bank on that? Brandon Ingram has had trouble staying healthy. Takes a long while to recover from some of these injuries, right? 31 games this season, 55 games last season. You know, he has, he's only played above 70 games once in his career. There's patterns here and it just, it kills your team building and just makes it tough to kind of rely on those guys. But like, can you trade them? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. (sighs) Right. 24 games for Zion in his rookie year, 61 in his second year. And that was in the shortened, shortened season. Keep that in mind. Didn't play last season and has played 29 games this season four years in the league 114 games that's it that's the the question about zion is is his body built for this his body it's almost as if it's too explosive he's he's too athletic too good for his body to handle because jumping with that amount of weight puts just look as as insane an athlete as as he is tendons are tendons right ligaments are ligaments 
and they can only withstand so much torque. And maybe his can withstand a little bit more, but when you're just built like that and you're, you run and jump and dunk like that and you do it at the, at the NBA level as often as you do, it's tough, man. It's tough to be reliant on that level of athleticism at that size for an extended period of time. It's just, just I, I don't know how he's going to get healthy. Uh, and I just can never, I don't know if I can ever trust him to play a significant amount of games. Like what's the most, if you tell me right now to put an over under on the most games he's ever going to play in a season moving forward, I might say 60. Yeah, it's brutal, right? Like, it's brutal. What can you do? And he's so good when he's out there. He elevates everything. He's unstoppable. He's unstoppable. This guy shoots 70% at the rim, right? He scores more in the paint than Giannis does. So it's, you raise a valid question. And some people are going to take what you said and you didn't mean it this way of like a fat thing, right? That's been kind of the thing around him. And you're not talking about it like that. You're talking about kind of like pure force. He's just a large, he's just a large person in general. He's because he's, he was slimming in shape this year. Like he's looked amazing. And even when he's slimming in shape, I'm sorry to interrupt, but even when he's slimming in shape, he's a large person. That's just what he's built. I'm not sitting there saying he's fat. I'm not fat. I hear that all of all the time around him. So I wanted to clarify that point. Like, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Even when he's skinny and in shape or whatever you want to call he simply it, even when he's the, like the, the most svelte version of Zion is still a big guy. And that's just how he is. He, he's he's a freak. You look at some of the pictures of his biceps and it's like, oh my God, like that's a human here. So it, it's the force, right? And it's the way he plays and those two things combined, I think can be a problem. If you go back to the postseason last year, he, he wanted to play against the Phoenix Suns. And they were like, you're not cleared. You're, you're not ready to do it. He posted a video of him doing a dunk to kind of yeah. like maybe put some pressure on the organization to do it. Go watch that video if you're listening to this. And look at when he takes off and lands and look at the bend in the court. Oh, yeah. Look at the bend in the court. Now, a lot of the NBA courts have a, have a good amount of like leeway in them to like help the players land. But this thing goes down like three inches when he comes down on the wood. It's insane. It tells you the force that that dude is landing with, which puts a toll on your body. He also, look, he rarely shoots threes. There's no mid-range game here. It's him attacking the basket, which means you're going through contact. You're going through bodies. That takes a toll on you as well, right? When he's going to the line, it's because he's getting fouled. And they don't call all of the fouls against him because it would be so many because he forces so much contact. That takes a toll. It's those things. Like the, the problem with the Pelicans is availability. The team works when Zion's out there. He's not. The team yeah. can work when Brandon Ingram's out there too, if they do it right with off-ball movement. But he has issues with it. So when your best players just don't play, it's like the shrug emoji, right? Right. Like what right. am I supposed to do here? <laughs> uh, at one point in this game against the Lakers, they gave up a fifty-two to ten run. This shouldn't be that bad. This shouldn't be that bad. 52 to 10 to the Lakers without LeBron. I mean, come on. But the Lakers are are fighting. They're fighting. Good for them for fighting. They're competitive. You know, they're competitive. You know, good for Anthony Davis. Good for those guys. But uh, 52 to 10 run is one of the most outrageous things I've ever heard. I'm sorry. Uh, All right. Much more on the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can follow jake there i'm john corrales john underscore corrales on twitter uh locked on celtics he's jake at nola jake on twitter sorry i stole your words because that's all I backed good. myself into a corner here 
already teasing your podcast. Um, but you talk for that entire segment, so I think you're you're fine. That's okay. Yeah, considering the Pelicans injury luck, I, th- I expect you to be out three weeks with strained vocal cords after that. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for watching on on YouTube. Thanks for sharing the podcast and telling your friends and family and everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown NBA podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.